Hi there guys and welcome to the Body Power Mind podcast with me, Adam Robinson. Today I talked to Kirsty Martuccio from Satori Yoga. Kirsty talks to us about her life experiences with yoga and meditation and how yoga ultimately set her free from depression. We also talk about meditation and how it can be a huge influence in your life and a great tool to have. So let's learn, let's apply, let's inspire, let's do it. So today we have Kirsty Martuccio from Satori Yoga. I hope I got Martuccio right, didn't I? You did. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, From Satori Yoga. Um, She is a uh, yoga practitioner or yogi, is it you call yourselves? (laughs) Yeah, I always call my students yogis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, we've got Kirsty in today to talk to us um, all about um, the, the positive benefits and the impact of yoga in the modern world in which we live today. Um, We live in a very chaotic environment day to day. We never have time for ourselves. And this is why I think yoga has become so popular over the years. So Kirsty, thanks for joining us today. Can you just give us a bit of background into into your life and um, how you came across yoga? Yeah, um, so we didn't start at all in any kind of fitness or mind anything like that at all um I actually went to I worked with animals um was a vet nurse and then went to uni with yourself um and did conservation um and I got into yoga really whilst I was working within the RSPCA actually um as you can imagine I was on the front line so it's a full-on job um hours all hours under the sun um and I think yeah it just sort of spiraled my life just spiraled out of control I think um and I remember thinking that I went to the doctors with just you know as everyone does you think everything's just got on top of you um and I was diagnosed with depression they wanted to put me on antidepressants and I went home that night and I said to my husband I was like you know what this isn't happening um I'm not gonna get into that kind of that rigmarole really of just so did you just flat out refuse to 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 start taking the tablets then did you just yeah. you just thought I'm not taking any tablets for it I'm just going to do this myself yeah pretty much um I mean I said to the doctor you can give me the the subscription uh, prescription but I probably won't take them um and they said you know it's entirely up to you um but I just thought to myself you know once you get into that it's going to be 10 times harder getting out so I thought it's I need to take control of this. Um, I changed my diet a lot. Um, I was already kind of introducing myself to a vegan plant-based diet, but I just went full full hog on it this time. I just said, you know what, things have got to change now. Um, because I already knew that your, you know, what you put into your body is released in your mindset as well. Um, so, yeah, I just basically reassessed my whole life. Um I did all the physical things I could do um, and I thought that yoga would not only give me the physical benefits but I needed the the mentality of it as well so that's why I, I went to my first yoga class um, yeah and it did all just did you do it more for the mental side of it or yes. more for the um, or more for the physical side it of it it was the mental side for me um, I already was kind of aware of it and it was something I'd always wanted to try but 
this was kind of the the kick up the bum that I needed really um and as always I think as everyone is a bit nervous of going to a class um initially I had a friend um whose mum was a teacher of yoga so I went to her classes but with my job it wasn't as often as I wanted it to be um because I was on call and everything like that so I didn't want that to to stop me so I actually went online um started with yoga for Adrian which a lot of people do set myself a 30 day challenge did it every day for 30 days and from there it almost became a bit of an obsession to be honest <laughs> yeah I can so, tell yeah. by the way you know you, you you I can tell by the way you come across I, you know I follow you on social media and I do speak to you a lot you know we, like you said before we are good friends and we went to university together um so you know we, we know a lot about each other and um you know I can I can tell like the the passion that you actually have for yoga is incredible the way you know because you 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 did it um halfway through through university I guess you know you started off without it and you just totally transformed into this different person by the time we actually finished and um you can see that the passion just like resonates throughout um and it's uh, it's an incredible uh, transformation really in such a short space of time I mean do do you think other people can sort of will sort of benefit in that time scale as well of just like a couple of years just from doing yoga alone oh thank you that's really really nice but yeah it is exactly what you said it's a transformation um I think you have to be obviously you can go to yoga classes and you can do you know weekly yoga classes which are brilliant they are absolutely fantastic um I think if you really want to reap the full benefits of it you have to immerse yourself in it for for a, a bit of a time or just study it's it's not just about the physical postures um like my students I get students that come to regular weekly classes and I've seen a transformation in their mindset totally so not knocking you know a weekly class it can totally change you um but I think with the yoga it's very much um it goes beyond what just what's on the mat really um it's a total complete change of life for me um you know, I, I've studied it now for a long time and I feel like I'm forever picking up more and more knowledge. I've, it's one of these things that you need to continue to study, I think, for the rest of your life to really kind of um, open yourself up to to the possibility. You can just keep growing and growing and growing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the philosophy of yoga is immense um, and it's just taking yoga off your mat. I think when you get into that mindset of, you know, when you go to a studio and you go to your class, and you feel the benefits of it almost as soon as you walk into that studio. Um, but then you've got to be able to then walk out with it as well. As soon as you walk out, you can't just think, you know, flick a switch. I'm back in my 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 world, as it were. You've got to be able to take your practice off your mat, which is where the whole meditation and mindset comes into it as well. So you've basically got to live your lifestyle as um as a, a yogi i guess is it is, am, I, am i coming up with the right term there for yogi yeah um i just want to make sure i've got the right one yeah definitely <laughs> definitely um i mean if you go to any yoga teacher or teacher training i mean that's when my real transformation i feel happened is when i did my teacher training um yeah yeah it, it pressed buttons massively um it lifted a veil um it opened me up to just looking at myself in the mirror and I think that's where people struggle is when they actually they have to look at who they are they have to um kind of just 
and to get to know themselves, which is a really hard thing to do. You know, we, we go through this life day by day, um, kind of building an image of who we think we are. But when the layers are stripped away, we're not always that person. And I think that can cut people deep. Um, but it's only when you strip the layers away and totally honest with yourself that you can develop yourself. Um, you can change. You can view the world completely differently. You can reassess your life um, and what is important and what's not. I mean, my life is, I mean, yes, I, I live a, a day-to-day life. I've got a husband. I've got kids. So obviously you have to be in that life, be in that world. You can't live a yogic lifestyle you know, fully as such, you have to still do it in this modern world, which is where it's hard. But if you try to study yoga, um, it's it's when you kind of um, start to realize that everything is connected, you know, this, this whole web of life. Um, and yeah, lots of I've done a lot of readings of books. Um, I've done lots of um, the online books you can do. They're really, really good because it's quite challenging uh, reading a lot of the philosophy books and and things um but but yeah it's just um it's quite incredible really it makes you really kind of stop and think (laughs) yeah I agree with you actually um you know it's especially with social media being as it is you know we can portray ourselves as whoever we want to be online you know this this filter after filter um there's Photoshop, there's, there's all sorts of different things that we can do to change ourselves. We can, you know, we can have a picture taken next to, you know, uh, a, a Ferrari and, you know, it'll get like maybe hundreds of likes. And then, but then, you know, we go home back to our, you know, our, you know, our 2000 pound car or whatever, you know, it's, um, and I think this is where people are getting so lost. I think, I think they are just lost in this, in this digital world and I think like you were saying yoga sort of brings you back to you um and that's very very important especially in today's world with it being so um you know chaotic I guess but in a way it can be a good thing as well you know we we have we can link up connections everywhere all over the world but at the same time we just I don't think our brains have fully evolved to know how to um use all that information as such um, you know, which which brings me on to my next question. Really, I mean, what are the benefits? If you if you were to talk to someone now, what are the benefits of yoga for them? Um, if they want to get away from this digital world and get more in tune with themselves. Well, <laughs> I could go on forever. Honestly, I really really could. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you've got the physical benefits. It depends what someone's going into it for, and a lot of people do come to it just for the physical, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, because it really can physically benefit you, which, you know, as you know, physical benefits will turn to mental as well. Um, but I mean, you know, the physical things, obviously you've got the flexibility, the strength, um, all of that kind of thing. Um, I actually taught a lady once that, um, has, was very, she's very fit. She did lots of different things, um, fitness wise. And she came to a class and she said to me afterwards, she said, you know what? I've never actually done that kind of fitness before should it's a totally different thing you connect with different parts of your body that you just don't in you know whether it be circuit or running or gym um you've kind of become aware of these these different parts of your body that are you know you're awakening them really you're awakening these muscles that you didn't think even existed <laughs> so there's <laughs> physical benefits but i mean the, the main thing 
for me, and I think which is the powerful thing, is the mindset. Um, meditation practice, for example. Um, I mean, each class, you have to find the right teacher as well, because a lot of classes are more about the physical. Um, if you go to a gym, it might be more of about the physical thing. Um, if you go to a studio, you might find that obviously there's always a meditation. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one thing that I found as well is that um, it, there's, there's so many different um, is it is it disciplines that you you'd call it in yoga as well. So it's it's hard to know which one to sort of well which one does what I guess which one's more physical based, which one's more meditation based, and um, yeah. rehabilitation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think it's quite hard for people to um, understand that, isn't it? And I, I do also get a lot of people, um, you know, when I when I when they ask me in the gym about yoga, you know, I'm not a yoga instructor myself, but um, you know, I know a little bit about it enough to advise people of what to do. And um, mm. they always say to me the same thing, which you've probably heard millions and millions of times. They always say, "I'm not flexible <laughs> enough to do yoga." Oh god, yeah, I get that from pretty much everyone that signs up for a class. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you now, everyone that goes out of that class is really impressed with themselves because you know they they think they're going to come into a class and wrap their leg around their head, and it, it's not about that. Um, but yeah, the the different practices are it can be a bit mind boggling. Um, usually around you know where we are um in the uk it is very kind of half the base um or you have a lot of ashtanga which is um more of a kind of intermediate thing but then everyone can do it because there's always variation with every every posture as well which is the other thing i love about it um you can go into an intermediate class and still if you're not an intermediate level you can still practice yoga um you obviously have the restorative practice as well so your yin um, the ones that work more into the muscle fibers, the tissues. Um, and then you have your, you know, like yoga nidra, for example, which is just a, um, a systematic practice through, through the body. And it's, it's meditation, um, based. It's using the mind, um, mind body connection. And it's, there's so many different things out there. Um, but you just, it's about giving them a go. I've not, I've not done all of them. Um, there's, there's loads. Um, and then you've got your power yoga and things like that, or your acro yoga, um, which is more of a kind of, um, you know, we've developed that here really in, in Europe, the Westerners. But I prefer the traditional yoga um, because I truly believe in, in its history and the benefits that it has. Um, a lot of people always say as well that I can't meditate. That's another big one, as well as the flexibility um yeah I hear that a lot actually hear that a lot (laughs) it's because people have been led to believe that when you meditate you have to shut off the mind nobody can shut off the mind it's impossible um but it's not you know people fall short because they 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 go away they meditate and because the mind's going you know oh what color socks have I got on oh what did I do you know all these kind of silly crazy thoughts that come into our head but it's more about accepting the thought and then letting it pass. And then another will come in and then another will come in and it will just keep happening and happening and happening. But it's like, you know, our, our mind doesn't like it when we're still, and when we're, when our bodies are still, when are trying to still our minds, not quiet the minds completely, but just still the mind. So rather than it going a hundred miles per hour, it's just slowing down. Um, it's like the monkey mind. I always refer to it as the monkey mind, which my teacher um, used to say. But it is. It's like trying to put this this crazy monkey on a seat and let it be still. It's very difficult to do, but it comes with practice. 
Yeah, I guess it's like that primal instinct, isn't it? Like you say, it's that that monkey mind. It's the, it's the primal instincts that we have to, you know, keep busy or the fear or, you know, all these different things, these different emotions we have. I guess it's all those um, primal instincts that come out in us. Um, and I suppose we, tr- we try and shut them off, um, which is hard to do today um, in the world we live in today, I guess. Um but I mean, with meditation, I mean, what is meditation? You know, you hear, you hear, and you see people just closing their eyes, relaxing. You see, like guided meditation, um, meditation to sort of reach like a, a, a enlightenment, and all these different terms. Um, I mean, what is meditation, and and how do we do it? I think that's a really good question. Actually, again, a lot of people ask that. Um, I think. It's quite personal to yourself why you meditate. People meditate for different reasons. Um, But it's just about controlling the mind, getting control of the mind. So, and I don't mean obviously um, being fully in control as in stopping it. It's just controlling and being accepting of what's going on in your mind. Um, You know, accepting the fact that you aren't your thoughts. So whatever thoughts come in, that's not you. That's just your thoughts. Again, it's this very kind of the body is a vessel and our minds are something completely different. Um, Again, it goes down the spirituality path as much as you want it to. But, um, yeah, it's just it's it's immense. And I think at this very moment in time, um, meditation has become even more of a, a thing. Lots of people are kind of trying to seek it out and trying to um tap into it and and gain the benefits of it um like you said before about this primal instinct we've got this this thing that we do as human beings at the moment and we constantly live in this fight or flight this stress state um it's all well and good you know in the days when we were cavemen and we've been chased by a lion but now that lion has turned into our boss our job our kids perhaps for some people um you know if they're struggling it could be anything um it could be what's going on right now um but we have to accept the fact that if we are living in the state of fight or flight the nervous system is completely unbalanced and we need to allow something like meditation to come in um and balance it out so the power of the breath is massive and just being able to sit there for five minutes a day and just tune in to your breathing so this abdominal breathing a lot of us don't even use our our bellies to breathe it's just again this tenseness um but just tuning into elongating your inhales and your exhales is enough to kind of just balance the nervous system and get us out of this flight or fight and live in this kind of rest and repair and it just you know it's just crazy there's so many people with conditions out there due to stress um you know and they they can't find anything that works but yeah, I would just encourage everyone to give meditation a go and just just practice. It comes with practice. You cannot train someone as such to meditate. They have to take it upon themselves and just practice, practice, practice and keep going back to it all the time. Yeah, I guess um, it's our bodies just sort of they they go into auto drive, don't they? Um, I was I was actually reading a book um I can't I can't remember the author's name now for the life of me, but the book was called uh, The Organized Mind. And he was saying that if we do something as a species, you know, we are we are creatures of habit, um, so to speak. So if we do something enough, 
we will just have this autopilot mode that flicks on in our brain and we'll be doing things um, and because you've done them so many times you don't even need to think about what we're doing anymore and I think that happens a lot with the things we're doing day to day which is why we never think we have any time for ourselves and um, you know we just we we get up we you know have a shower brush our teeth go to work come home have dinner whatever watch tv sleep you know we're just in this auto autopilot mode all the time um, and I think we just do it just because our brains are just naturally inclined to keep us in that state. Um, whereas I, I think meditation sort of takes us out of that, doesn't it? And brings us back to our to our human nature as as such. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always say this to my other half as well, because he's in a bit of a um a robotic state. I think he does the same thing. You know, like you said, you get up, you go to work, you come home, you do this, you do this, you do this, and it's you just a, it's a repetition every single day of the same thing. So you're living in this kind of, I'm not knocking it at all. I think people need some sort of routine. But I think when you do something without a change or a shift happening somewhere, um, it just becomes a bit mundane. And I think a lot of people suffer with, with that. And they feel like they haven't got a worth because maybe they are just doing this this repetition every single day and you just feel like a cog in the machine sort of thing yeah yeah exactly and I mean I'm mass I love change I absolutely love it. it it just it it keeps me on my toes it keeps me um I think it keeps life into us doesn't it really you know when you change something you, you like you said your mind has to be like oh okay well, okay well that's different and then it kind of like the sparks go off um but do you think you like or do you think you loved change before you started yoga and meditation? Um, I've always liked change, to be honest. <laughs> I'm always quite one for... Um, one of the different I, ones yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's... Um, I don't like to settle, if you see what I mean. So I am quite accepting of change. Um, but I'm a big sort of promote. I like to, to try and get people to accept change. I mean, it's one of the... If you look at the chakras... Um, I don't know if anyone knows about the chakras in the body, um, but they're basically, again, it comes back into yoga, but um, we will have these energy centers that kind of align from the base of the base of the spine all the way to the crown of the head. Um, and you can work, different postures work with different chakras. Um, and it's really, you have to look into it. I would really strongly advise people to read up about the chakras because it's, it, again, it links everything in. But it um, everyone will kind of, find a point where one chakra maybe they can relate it to their their life and their mindset and how they feel about things and one of them is being accepting of change so your svadhisthana which is um one that being able to go with the flow and a lot of people really cannot do that it's you know it's out of their control um or they just don't like things changing they like things how they are and it makes them feel comfortable and that's fine but we have to be able to go with the flow. We have to be able to change. We have to be able to accept change um, and roll with it. Otherwise, you know, because the only thing guaranteed in life is change. Another quote from my lovely teacher, Shelley. But it's true. You know, everything changes, everything. And if we can't accept change and go with change, then you're going to struggle. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really, really important for us to just be able to just take things on the chin a little bit. And not take ourselves too seriously. Obviously, you need a point of seriousness, but you know, I think um, taking things too seriously is um, 
again you we kind of set ourselves up for failure I think yeah yeah no I love that it's uh yeah change is change is huge and it's something that people are scared of a lot of the time like like we said before people are creatures of habit and they like routine which is good to have routine because it gives us structure as a society um and a community but at the same time if we never change nothing will ever change um and i think it's very very important to to keep that in mind going forward um and you know coming back to the yoga and meditation i think that can actually help you bring those qualities out in someone as well you know and again going back to the meditation side of it i mean i've meditated uh, you know a fair few times now i actually did it this morning as well um it's it's very sometimes it's frustrating because like you said before there is no way of doing it properly you've just got to sort of try and i don't know relax the mind i guess but let the let the thoughts flow um but um, yeah, I, I did it this morning and, um, I just sort of felt a bit more awake after I did it. So that was good, but I, I did actually have one episode, I guess you call it once where I sort of, I think I remember actually talking to you about it. I, I messaged you straight away and said <laughs> yeah. how I actually felt. And it was the first time I'd ever done it. And this was probably after about, I don't know, 25, 30 times of meditating. This is the first time I actually felt like that. Um, where I actually felt like, yeah. um, I sort of was I, I I felt like no no sensation under my legs and I felt like I was sort of lifting a little bit and it probably you know some people listen to this now they're probably thinking oh this is like ridiculous but it actually it mm. honestly felt like that and I all of a sudden got this sense of just I don't know it was just so over, such an overwhelming feeling and I knew that I was totally out of it because my um the, the postman actually came to came to the door my dogs were on the sofa and I didn't even hear him come to the door I didn't hear him post the letter or anything <laughs> the thing that actually clicked me out of it was my dog barking next to me and it actually shook me because I didn't even realize that you know there was different noises going on around me but I just I just I was just hearing none of it and I was just in this sort of state um and that actually made me feel like incredible I just felt I was buzzing for the rest of the day um I mean, how, how do you feel um, after you meditate and what is the most, you know, has there been a time where you felt there's been a very significant time where you've meditated, where you felt like incredible? Um, yeah, I definitely. Um, I'm only laughing because I remember you saying to me when you did have that that meditation and you had that experience, <laughs> I, remember, I remember you messaging me and going, oh my God, I've had an amazing experience. It was incredible. Um, I couldn't not stop buzzing <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> I know it, it can be. It just it you just yeah. Sometimes you, you sometimes you struggle. Um, I sit there and sometimes I just it just doesn't. My mind just will not let me. Um, but yeah, I've had times before when um, yeah, exactly, kind of similar to what you had. Really, you kind of just feel like you're not in the room anymore. Um, and it. it I've had times before also where I felt a presence and that can be scary to some people. To me, it felt comforting. Um, it was actually when I was using crystals at the time, I was meditating with different types of crystals. Um, it was, it was a person, it was a presence of a person. Um, and it was standing cause I had my eyes closed. Um, I was using a Labrador eye at the time, which was the first time I'd used it. Um, and I just felt a presence standing next to me, um, and then moving to stand behind me. Um, and similarly, I had the same experience when I did an Osho meditation. Now, for those that have no idea what that is, 
I try it because um, I'm actually going to be doing more of these because I was introduced to Osho meditation during my yoga training. Um, and it's incredible. It's a completely different type of meditation. So obviously in our traditional meditation, we sit um, in Sukhasana, which is your cross-legged position. And it's all about finding a little bit of Sira and Sukham, which is your comfort and your stability. So one of the things that people find difficult is that their back starts to ache. So they, as they sit there trying to meditate. Yeah, that happens um, to me quite a lot, actually. I, I feel it in my lower back quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and the reason we do yoga practice, so our asana practice of postures, is to gain dira and sukham, comfort and stability, whilst sitting in meditation. So the whole point of yoga, the movement of yoga, is to be able to meditate. And a lot of people don't realize that, but that is what the process of the asana practice is for. Um, so the more you practice yoga and um, physical postures, the asana, the the better your body will become and enable you to sit for longer periods of time in meditation. Um, so I think I've I've sat through a, a chanting practice of an hour before. Um, and after about 50 minutes, I was starting to feel, you know, oh, oh yeah, getting distracted by the lower back. Um, so I would, you know, the two go hand in hand perfectly well. Um, but obviously, you don't have to sit in Sukhasana. You can sit in the chair. You can lay down. Um, so there's there's different ways you can, you know, change it up to suit you. But, um, yeah, Osho meditation is a moving meditation. So it's not your traditional sitting down. You're moving. You're doing different things. Um, and then, yeah, you can – I had an experience, a similar thing. Um, but it was comforting. It was a presence there. I still don't know who, what it was. Um, but it was a comforting experience. Um, and I've also had a similar thing to you in that you kind of feel lifted, you feel weightless. Um, but yeah, it's a journey, you know, you feel different each time you meditate. Um, and I always say to people, if you're, if you're getting quite irregular in your meditation, it's always really good. Um, cause I have to do this a lot cause I've got children and a dog and it's a busy household. Always quite a good test to just sit yourself in a room where there are distractions going on and meditate because if you can do that and you can sit and still meditate with things going on around you then that's brilliant and I've done it a few times where I can and I've done a few times where I can't but um it's a real test of your um your meditation skills and where yeah, you're at I, I can imagine with the kids as well I can imagine it is quite a test with uh, just to sit there in in sort of peace and harmony <laughs> um <laughs> I've um I've yeah I've uh, see I've it, that's interesting really that you said that because I always try and be make the house as quiet as possible you know sometimes I might have meditation music on um in the background um but I try and make them yeah. out as quiet as possible but I guess like you said just then maybe it sort of switches something a bit different in your in, in your mind um where you can actually just filter things out and just sit there quite quite peacefully um and quite happy and content I guess yeah yeah, definitely. And a lot of people do. It's just, it's the silence that can that can make people struggle actually. Um the music that you said is really really good. Um so when I have um shavasana in my classes, I um initially I always played music, but I'm trying to sort of now go on to a bit of silence. Um I also use koshi bells as well because I'm trying to get people to experience the different side of it. Um, because it is quite hard for people to sit in stillness and quiet because that's when the mind just goes 
ham and everything you know goes wild but um yeah just with the music I'd always go for something with not too many different beats um so just a flowing you can find loads on YouTube um but otherwise it becomes more of a distraction you want it to be something that is just in the background um enabling you to tune into the relaxation state for your body um so you can use like chakra music um binaural beats are very good um but yeah it's each to their own with that as well so some prefer silence some prefer a bit of music um yeah even just the sound of the ocean waves is quite good because that helps us tune into our breath um so yeah and different breath techniques um as well so sort of inhaling for before and then exhaling for four inhaling for four exhale so all these different tools there's loads of different tools available to help with your meditation so yeah i was listening to um i was listening to one this morning and um it was quite nice because it was, it was the first time i did meditation this morning when i when i woke up um and it's the first time i've ever done that um and uh yeah i had the music on in in the background and it was um sounds of nature so i had like i had um uh, what was it? I had the sounds of like waves, um, like the sounds of like the shoreline and um, I had birds like tweeting and these like making these calls. And it was actually like a really, really nice way to wake up for the day. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, it was really good. Um, but, you know, ultimately through all this, how has meditation helped you? Um, oh, just it just really has helped my mindset, to be honest. Um being able to tune into stillness and being able to just go, you know what, when things get too much and you feel your mind kind of spiraling, um, you kind of know then that you need to just sit. Um, and it's just, it's just helped me massively. Um, I'm so much calmer in situations that used to really, you know, rock my boat. Um, is again with the yoga, the mindset of a, of a yogi, if you want to call it that is, Again, it's living for the now, living in the here and the now and not dwelling on the past, not kind of, I mean, yeah, having goals, but not kind of looking too far ahead in the future. Because, again, sometimes you get set on these ideas for what you want for the future and coming back to change. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's just living in the here and the now, which, again, meditation teaches you to ground yourself and just be in the present moment um, and looking internally. So it it allows you to go internal and notice your thoughts, notice your mind, notice your body, tune in with your body. And it's amazing during meditation that you start to notice different feelings in your body. And with the breath work as well, you start to notice kind of which side of your, your body is, is, you know, more in tune. So you might find that you can inhale through the right nostril and exhale a little bit better than you can the left. And that comes down to again energy centers and different things going on without going too much into it but it's really good to be able to tune yourself into your body um because you do start to notice you know if something's not quite right i find i'm more aware now if something's not right and i notice different things that okay well this doesn't feel right today in my body okay something's wrong i need to address this whereas again living in that kind of state of stress we don't tune in with our bodies we don't tune into what's going on and what our bodies are trying to tell us um, we're too set on, you know, trying to stop a certain pain or trying to stop a, a discomfort rather than tuning in and thinking, okay, what can I do? What does this mean? Um, which can be dangerous. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just massive meditation and yoga together is, um, incredible really. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you think your life 
has changed for the better um, since doing yoga and meditation? And, and have your aspirations changed as well? Like, have your life goals changed? Absolutely, one billion percent. Yeah, I mean, if I am so so grateful to the practice, um, I think in a way it has saved me, to be honest. And I hear a lot of people say that actually that yoga saved their life, and I wouldn't go as far to say it saved my life because I don't think it was at that point. But if I had carried on down the road of depression, who knows? You know, who knows what would could have happened? Um, but yeah, I feel it's made me absolute better person um it tunes you into just yourself um it has 100% made me actually love myself um you know I can look at myself in the mirror now and say do you know what I do I'm so grateful to this body I'm so grateful to this mind um I feel like I'm a better mum because of it because I've got a bit more patience um and Oh, God, yeah, it's oh, honestly so, so incredibly grateful to the practice. It's just, it's my life now. I couldn't be without it now. And if I don't practice one day, um, whether it be, you know, asana practice or just sitting in meditation or just sitting with the breath, if I don't do that one day, it's like I, ha- I have to, <laughs> which is what I was saying to you about this <laughs> obsession. Obviously, you've got to be, you've got to be mindful when it becomes like that. But um, I don't see it as a bad thing for me because it makes me, it sets me up for my day. Um, it's something I can turn to when I feel I'm struggling with the day. I feel I haven't got any energy levels. You know, we get in this slump, especially at this time right now, um, where your energy just goes through the floor. Um, and to lift that meditation or asana practice is just an amazing way to lift your spirit. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it makes us kinder people, I think. And this is why I teach it to children as well. You know, getting it into schools, I teach in schools and yeah, the, the kids are brilliant. They're so receptive to everything. They're so open-minded and we, this is where we need to kind of inject it, you know, so that we, that we bring up these kindful, mindful, kindful, kind, kind people, um, mindful people, um, and just, people that are in tune with the world around them really and being able to love themselves and not beat themselves up about silly things and um yeah it's just yeah it's just incredible yeah yeah no I think um like you were saying I think you know it's it's massively important to to love yourself at the end of the day um if you love yourself you can essentially love others um and I think that you know that's that's a huge thing to to try and accomplish within your life um Kirsty, thanks so much for um talking to us today it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you i mean we talk um quite often anyway but it's been amazing just to just to have the opportunity to just just talk to you over the airwaves just just about yoga and meditation and dive a little bit deeper into it um it sounds like you've been through you know this this epic life journey of you know um uh, sort of uh, self-awareness I guess as well um, coming from a bad place of depression it's always nice to hear stories and inspirational stories especially like yours where, where people can relate to and hopefully it will hopefully change their lives as well and I think you're doing a great job in the schools as well with all the kids I think it's massively important to um, help the younger generation um, you know they are essentially our future and the way the world's going at the minute it's you know we i think we're just digging ourselves deeper into the ground so i think we need people like yourself to you know 
drive a bit of a bit of peace, a bit of harmony, a bit of love everywhere. Um, and I think people need that. So yeah, thanks very much for today, uh, Kirsty. Um, finally, where can um, people get hold of you if they want to ask more questions or they want to sort of you know maybe do some uh, live classes with you or anything like that? Where can they get hold of you? Um, so I am on Facebook and Instagram. So it's Satori Yoga on Facebook. Um, Instagram is the same. Um, so yeah, I'm on there. Um, also, my website is Satori Yoga and Wellness. Um, and there's all links for different ways to contact me on there. Um, and I'm always open for people to come contact me. And, you know, if, if yoga is something they've thought about, but they've never had the opportunity to dive in, um, now's a perfect time. Um, and there's live classes available, so you can do it in the comfort of your own home, which is always a bonus. Um, but yeah, so have a look on Instagram, Facebook, or my website. Brilliant, thanks for that. Um, so I just have one final question, which is, what is the most valuable thing you have ever learned in your life? Oh God, um, tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough actually. I've learned loads of lessons during my training, but. Um, I would say just be open to change. It's coming back to that change again. I really, really would just say be open to it and just believe everything happens for a reason. I know it's hard to believe when things are very difficult, um, but, you know, it's it's like this ripple effect. Um, kindness, be open to change, and what you put out will come back. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed the podcast episode, please share it around with your friends and family members and give them the tools to transform their life as well. I've been Adam Robinson, and this is Body, Power, Mind. Mind.